Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. Today we are joined by a dating expert, but she's not just like a dating expert who's going to teach you like the best things to do when it comes to dating. She's going to debunk a lot of stuff, particularly dating apps. She has a TikTok that is very popular right now because she kind of points out all the scams Mm -hmm. that... uh, that the apps are trying to dupe you into. So her name is Lily Womble. And uh, you, y'all, welcome. welcome here to the welcome podcast. Lily Womble. A wom- it's Wait, a Womble. Actually, it's, it's a, a Womble instead of a Ramble. Also, I love that we just started clapping at the same time. <laughs> I loved it. I'm so glad to be here. Okay, so Lily, we... So yeah, Ashley sent me one of your videos on TikTok and it was specifically about dating apps and i am single um i'm not really on the apps but you right have i don't really plenty of course of course yeah who hasn't um and so yeah maybe maybe this is more this conversation is more dating app specific right is that where so your i was is? a top matchmaker in new york city um and so i i got really good at swiping for my clients so literally like i was not to, i mean to brag yes to brag i was the third most successful out of 160 at that national firm Whoa. and so yay and i also was finding like I was seeing the seedy underbelly of dating apps and dating services in general, right? I was also in a really toxic romantic relationship myself from an app. And so I saw this dichotomy of like dating app addiction meeting my own personal breakdown of like, why am I not taking the advice that I'm giving mm-hmm. to my matchmaking clients? Like, what's the what's the chasm here? Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I realized that, like, matchmaking was only working for, like, a small percentage of the population long-term, and I needed to break up with this person and, like, find my own way forward, I started to build the process that then became date brazen my company where i get to help women become their own expert matchmaker with dating apps and in person let's back up here a second what qualifies anyone yourself included to be a matchmaker i'm so glad you asked ashley there's truly so many things to unpack here so there are matchmaking services like let's just name the name names, Talkify, three-day three day rule. Um, and then there are more like 
smaller boutique firms. I'm talking about the firms that hire hundreds of matchmakers. And what qualified me was that I was emotionally intelligent. Um, I gave good interview. And uh, I also, there's no school that teaches you how to be a matchmaker. It's sort of like when you get in and you go through this rigorous process, like literally one of my interviews was a Zoom call where there were 10 women applying, one moderator. And she was like, Lily, your client just was stood up by the date that you set her up on because he came in, saw her, thought that she wasn't attractive and left. How do you break the news to her? Go. Oh. And so it was really intense. And so- Wait, you have to tell us. How'd you break the news to her? Oh my God. Okay. Well, this, this actually unfortunately happened when I was a matchmaker, like not even a fake scenario. Mm. It was so heartbreaking. <sighs> and uh, what, I, what you do is like give them a call and really learn how to have courageous conversations rooted in love. And like rooted in the client's worthiness. So you got to frame it as like, look, this person obviously was not ready for uh, the right relationship. They weren't ready to try something. They weren't ready to be surprised. Yeah. And they showed who they were. And so they left. And that's on them. It's so shitty, right? Oh, God. That's worse than getting stood up, which happened to me once before. But that's worse, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, and then, the, and then there's the scenario where like you, it's blind dates, so they don't know what each other looks like. And so one time, my dates were in like opposite ends of Manhattan on accident, and I had to like call each of them and be like, okay, she's at the Washington Square Park Arch. You need to go here. And then they're like, wait, what does she look like? What is it happening? So anyway, it's sort of a mm-hmm. sink or swim, like trial by fire. Wait, yeah. that just made me really what? like just you saying that. I'm like. Should I just get a matchmaker? That seems like that, that just seems so fabulous. Like to take all the work out of it. Like you tell him where yeah. to go and like, all yeah. that. like it seems amazing. I think if it doesn't work out, it's nothing about like you. You could always blame it on the matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you're like, oh, my matchmaker. She yeah. Nothing yeah. yeah. Wait, but Lily, real quick, I want to go even further back. Tell before me. Before we get into the nitty gritty of this stuff, how did like, How does one sort of like, did you always want to be a matchmaker? You know what I mean? Was that intuitive or did you see something and you were like, that's maybe something I want to do? So I got into, okay, I was in the feminist nonprofit world. So like my heart had always been the well-being of women and girls. And I was going to conferences around the world, around international development and the rights of women in developing nations. And I burnt out of that nonprofit world, but like the well-being of women had always been my heart. And so when I was trying to navigate, like, what's the next step for me? Like I moved to New York. I did so many big pivots, like living that mid twenties life of like, what am I going to do with my life? And randomly I came upon this like interview process process through a friend who had worked for them. And I thought it would be a funny story. Like I truly was like, oh, this will be a fun, cute story about how I was a matchmaker once. And what it actually turned out to be was that I realized when I started and I practiced and I had a lot of failures as a matchmaker. And then around my year and a half mark, I started to get like consistently great dates out the door. And I started to know how to help women get in touch with what they really wanted, like underneath the surface. And so then I realized that, oh my God, dating is this microcosm of our well-being, that dating is this microcosm of every hope, joy, dream, fear, insecurity, desire that we have. 
And so I can help women be well with their dating lives. Yeah. I believe that we enter relationships to heal, but Mm -hmm. I know that's like a weird way of thinking about it, but that's, I'm like super in line with that. Yeah. Okay. So like, what would you do as far as looking at personality traits and trying to match people accordingly? Is there something that people can take from your expertise as a um, professional matchmaker and apply them to their regular life when it comes to compatible personality traits? Everything that I do now as a dating coach to help women become their own expert matchmaker was rooted in like, oh my God, I had thousands of phone calls with men specifically for my clients in New York and around the country. Um, I set up hundreds of dates. So it is all about defining your essence-based preferences. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is like, everybody has a checklist. Everybody has like, I want this, 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 and this. I want this location, this height, this age range. Great. You get to want what you want. And then people are like, I don't want kind, funny, intelligent, whatever. Great. Everybody says they want the same thing at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. pretty much. It's about getting beneath the surface of that to what is the essence of what you desire. It's like the intangible thing that makes a date magical. So what do you mean? by the essence though. Yeah. Like, what is that? So the way that, so let's take kind, for example, you want somebody kind. Great. What does kind mean for you? Like everybody in this room probably would have a different definition mm-hmm. or like a nuanced definition for themselves. So asking, what do I mean by kind? What does a kind person value to me? What is a kind person? person do on the weekend to me? How does a kind person go into a party to me? Right? So defining like when people get into this work of defining their own essence-based preferences, they usually find that kind can be a much more nuanced word for them. Like maybe it's compassionate. Maybe it's like empathetic. And then once you know that, you got to check in with how does somebody who is empathetic make me feel? You know, when you like meet a new friend and you're like, I want to be your best friend, dive into why do I know I want to be your best friend? Because you make me feel held. You make me feel seen. You make me feel important. And that's the same for your dating life. So when you use your essence-based preferences, you can then after every single date measure, how am I feeling in the presence of this person? How are they making me feel? And that's how... I help my clients settle proof their dating lives. That's so fascinating. And it cuts so much time out because you're giving everyone a measuring stick where no, like we society has like the worst measuring stick. It's like, oh, you're hot. So I want to go on a date with you. It's like, you have to be so much more than that to want it. If you're looking for a real partner. And it's kind of more than an algorithm. Like, it's not like you're a matchmaker and you're like, oh, you got the height, you got the job. Boom. Like it's. It's way more than that, which kind of makes it more difficult for you because it's not so much an algorithm of putting in some data. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I don't get it. But I legit cannot eat a full-blown meal in the middle of the day because I get so sleepy. So I'm like kind of like a snack person, you know, a light meal, snacks. And what Daily Harvest provides, <laughs> I get because they have delicious food based on organic fruits and vegetables. What they what they specialize in are kind of those little meals. I mean, you can make them a full blown meal because there are some like this pasta dish that I had that was mm. super filling, but not too heavy. Um, but and I ate half of the bowl. Like it said, it was like two servings in there, so I ate half the bowl. 
um, during the middle of the day. But like there's lots of other things like flatbreads and smoothies um, and other bowls that are perfect for your little middle of the day. Not just like tummy filler, but like nutrient satisfier. True. Like, you know, you just want a, a smoothie without having to chop or buy a shit ton yes. of fruit or vegetables and everything's yep. in the smoothie and they have amazing flavors. Strawberry peach smoothie is my favorite. Um, That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's it's good when you're trying to, you know, keep on track and not eat a full huge meal during the day and they get but delivered like to you. Said, washing, chopping, keeping fre- fresh fruit in the fridge that, goes that bad easily. Yeah. But with Daily Harvest, it's like a cup full of frozen yet fresh stuff in the freezer and uh, you are just like good to go put it in the blender. It takes two minutes. I literally time myself once. Daily Harvest does the work so you don't have to and all you have to do is eat. So escape the heat this season with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash get it to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash get it for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash get it. But let's go into algorithms now. Okay. <laughs> hey, wait, can I ask a couple more matchmaking <laughs> yeah, yeah, questions? Yeah, yeah. Go for it, yeah. This is just so fun. Wait, do you watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Uh, first season. I'm not a deep diver, but keep oh telling me to the... Season three is like matchmaker all over it, but that's a spoiler. Anyways, um, when you would interview men, hetero men seeking women in New York, um, was there like a common theme that you would find as far as like what essence they were looking for? So interesting. So I, there's so much to unpack about hetero men period in their dating lives, right? I would say number one, I just did this TikTok on like, a lot of people do not believe that what they want exists, especially high achieving women in New York who have experienced a lot of disappointment and rejection. Yeah, like, I've run through the whole gambit. Like how could there yes. be less, you know? Hey, I've definitely felt that way at yeah. some point. I'm like, yeah, like, oh, so sex in the city. It's, I've but, dated the whole city. Yeah. Where right. is he? But then, I, but then I think of Jared and Ashley and I'm like, that's so like the universe so perfectly tailored someone to someone mm, else, right, for you sure. know? And I'm like, a hundred percent, there's someone so yeah. perfectly tailored so, for me. So the, yeah. the, the question is like, what do I do when I don't believe that what I want is possible? And I, I think that it's a both and. It's like, acknowledge how you feel, feel your feelings, talk about it in therapy, right? Because how you feel matters and you get to feel your feelings. Both and, how can you look for evidence that what what you want does exist in small ways. And whenever you see evidence that what you want exists, I want you to like anybody listening, I want you to literally say out loud, thank you more, please. Wait, I literally do this. (laughs) Wait, this is so crazy. I'm on the right track. Whenever I see, because I'm at the hotel right now, right? So whenever I see a guy like holding a girl from behind or you know what I mean? Taking charge. I'm like, yes. I'm like, this is what I want. And I take mental note. Or I saw like these people parked on the side of the road and they were just like making out or like at the airport when people like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I want. Like, that's how I want someone to greet me when I fucking land. That's exactly (laughs) it. Thank you more, please. Universe, like give me more. It does exist even in small ways. So there are men who I would speak to who are incredible, who are ready for a relationship, who are ready for a deeper connection. There are also men who I spoke to who are complete assholes who made me question everything about existence. Like, 
I'm a curvy woman and I would literally, and these men wouldn't see me. I mean, I kind of want to cry thinking no. about it. I'm going to like, uh, oh, because no. I remember being this a, sw- a safe space, Lily, by the way, Thank Thank you. you can cry. Thank, Thank you. you. So I remember speaking to a man. I was literally, what a time jump. I was at the wing in New York. This mm-hmm. is like five years ago. And the wing and all women, can you, for our followers, can you explain? Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Is? The no, wing was this like so trendy, um, used to be all women social club co-working space. It sort of blew up during the um, Black Lives Matter movement because of some like abuses that were being, um, like there was some sexual harassment stuff. There was some racism stuff. So anyway, it's now not what it was. Um, it's not as like popular or, um, you know, the CEO stepped down anyway. So I was sitting at the wing and I was on the phone with this guy for my client and I was asking him about his attraction preferences. And he was like, any woman over a size six is gross. Ooh, what a choice of words. Wow. Oh my And I was God. sitting there, I was sitting there like my gorgeous 12, 14 self, like sitting there thinking like, how do I, how can I be safe here? in my own body as I'm hearing this opinion, like it's really difficult to feel safe right now. And I'm a white woman, right? There were matchmakers who were women of color who were told by men, like, I don't want to date anybody who isn't a white woman because women of color are fill in the blank. Like those kind of microaggressions happened every single day. That's not even micro. Oh, macro. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the matchmaking company, when that matchmaker, this is why I'm like, when you walk into a matchmaking firm, do it with eyes wide open because the matchmaking company ultimately wants to make money. They're a business just like dating apps. And I want women to know what questions to ask to gauge whether or not someone is the right investment for them. And I think that it's important to ask, like, how do you treat your matchmakers? Like, what are your policies around racism and homophobia and transphobia? What are your, what does your success rate really mean? When you say you're really successful, yeah. a lot of matchmaking companies are defining success on a second date. Ooh, Ooh that is not oh. success. That's and not on long-term success. So, you know, Wait, like. Lily, you're still a matchmaker. She's yeah. a dating coach. Okay, you're a dating coach now. I just wanted to clarify for everyone listening. So you used yeah. to be a matchmaker and you're now a dating coach. Five okay, years so ago, I broke yourself. up. Yep. Got it. You don't work for like a major conglomerate or any of these. No, 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 no. I, I do help women become their own expert matchmaker with the tools that I've built. And it's really about cultivating self-trust and like freedom and fun and joy and boundaries in your love life to find the right partner. I broke up with matchmaking five years ago and I started Date Brazen, which is now this like incredible intersectional feminist movement and company that I get to serve hundreds of women around the world with. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Okay, so I'm so excited because I know Ashley's so excited to get into like- It's okay. We can keep it as long as you want on this conversation. This is super interesting. Yeah, it is. But we want to get into like how we're being- Dating scams. Yeah, but also this ma- how to be your own matchmaker is also fascinating. So obviously you are just a wealth of knowledge. Um, I'm curious because I know that you come from the feminist nonprofit world. So for me personally, um, I think I, something I struggle with in society is like the, and I don't want to get like too much into this, but it's like I'm a, I am a strong badass woman, but I also 
I almost feel like sometimes we lean so much into there's like this idealized version of feminism in society where I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I very much want to be led mm. by a man. <laughs> and I don't think that that's not feminist. Right. Um, Love this you know, combo. And, and I, you know, I, I want him to pay for the meals I want, and I'm highly masculine and like very successful. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts because you obviously probably have such an informed and mm. interesting opinion on this. Um, where do you think we are in the world today as like hetero women, you know, dating men and sort of like, you know what, yeah, do you like feminism what I'm trying to ask? isn't necessarily just, you know, being strong and being powerful. Feminism is like doing what you want as a woman. Yeah. And what you want and as a woman yeah, is like, you know, not having to pay for dinner if you don't want to. Doing what you want to do. Yeah. We did a podcast on feminine and masculine energy too and like how that works. But I'm curious to know, like, from your background, yeah. what your so thoughts are. So I, uh, I think that it's, I think there's so much nuance in this conversation, obviously. And right. uh, I do the what came to mind when you were talking was this concept that um, I share with my clients all the time, which is the concept of muscling versus co-creation. So when you think about your love life and like generally high achieving women trying to find love, I hear a lot of muscling energy. Like masculine, I don't trust yeah. masculine. I I don't know enough about the feminine masculine okay. coaching okay, space okay. So to speak to that. And yeah, I, but we can call it masculine. We can call it whatever feels yeah. right for well, you. Just for me, masculine is like the doing. You know, the initiating and the doing. Absolutely. So the muscling to me is like, I don't trust a man to plan a date. So I'm going to project manage the shit out of that date planning. I don't trust that a man will want to show up for me in the way that I need. So I'm going to over overdo and overact to try to manage for his lack of competency, right? That that feeling of like, oh, I really want this. So let me work super fucking hard to get it versus believing that the right relationship is co-created. Ashley, I'm sure you like felt this when you met your person. It's like you show up and you want something, they want it too, and you co-create the right relationship and the right love life for yourself. And so I think that it fundamentally comes down to like the right person for you is also looking for you. And so- Oh, right? I, I love that. Line. Yeah. 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 I met a guy recently I have a crush on and I'm like, he would be such a dope co-creator. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's cool. So super cool. Rothy's. It's Rothy's time. Um, taking a break and we're talking about Rothy's. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're obviously not a loyal I don't get it listener because we've been talking about Rothy's for the longest time because we love them so much. They are a shoe brand, but they don't just do shoes anymore. They also do bags and they even do like uh, guy shoes now, which is pretty new. Um, they are awesome because they're the only flats in the world that don't cut up the back of my foot, come in so many different styles and colors, and uh, they're just sophisticated looking. You can throw them in the wash when you need to wash them. They're so, oh, it's just so nice when you get the them. The sustainability factor is mm-hmm. so cool. They repurpose water bottles to make these things. They've so far repurchase purpose about 125 million water bottles incredible especially because a lot of people like talk about how water bottles like aren't very eco you know those are particularly bad for sure um 
I like the the sneaker. I like obviously a classic all white sneaker. And again, since you can throw them in the wash, you don't have to buy new sneakers every time they're dirty. You know, you just throw them in the wash. Um, they go with everything. I mean, there's the point. There's the classic flat. There's the sneaker. There's a loafer. Like everything. I like the ballerina flat. Ballerina like you, flat. You like legit like wrap something around your ankle, pretty much. It's got like a bow. It's like really That's feminine. So I really cute. like it. You can wear them to like yoga, or you can dress them up. It's very versatile. So um, your new favorite shoes are waiting. They're Rothy's. So discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash get it. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash get it for $20 off your first order. Um, all right. So let's dive into apps now. So the, the TikTok that I was sent that piqued my interest over you was... The um was it the buy? I think it was buying um like the subscriptions. You know, like you you get the free app and you're able to do a certain amount of swipes or a certain amount of areas, but then you have to upgrade in order to get a more selection. And you say this is BS. Elaborate, please. Okay, so I like all of the nuance as well. I've I've been told I've been corrected by many thousands of people in the comments saying all of the reasons why they want the upgrade. So I'm going to speak to what I think about the upgrades and then we can bring in like the hot takes from other people sure, if we want. Sure. I got one, but you go. Okay, great. <laughs> no. So Lauren's like, I loved the upgrades because I loved looking in different cities when I was there. That's what it was. I, I think that's great. I have a client in Scotland who's like looking in other places right now and she bought the upgrade to do that. So like both okay. and, right? Like. Yeah. Many truths can be held at one time. So uh, when we talk about dating apps, as somebody who was swiping on them professionally for several years and who had all of the upgrades that my company like mm. paid for, mm -hmm. I have all of the opinions. Um, dating apps are businesses. They, at the end of the day, they want to make money. And I think that there's this, I mean, obviously they have great ad campaigns. Like Hinge is designed to be deleted. Ad campaign was so successful. Mm, yes. And I think that marketing creates a, um, a, a fallacy that dating apps are 100% in this to help you find love. And so because of that marketing, that fallacy that the population like wants to believe because they want to find love and they want something to help them with that, um, I think that people very often can take a dating app as like the gospel of this is the proof that what I want exists. And then when a dating app then says, you've run out of people in your area, you need to buy this $30 upgrade to keep swiping. It's really harmful to a lot of people's mental health because they take that dating app at its word and they think, oh shit, maybe my preferences are too much. Maybe there aren't any people for me. Maybe what I want doesn't exist. Maybe the answer is paying this app $30 yeah. to like keep swiping. Like it could be when, the, if you only get five swipes, then it could be the sixth swipe that you're not paying for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like gambling. Maybe if I pay... Like, how no. Which is like how a casino slot machine yeah. is. Uh -huh. yeah. And how yeah. our phones are built, basically. Yeah. How TikTok was built, right? This idea of like... I, in the TikTok that now has like 1.3 million views, which is so wild um, because I've been doing this work for five years and, and suddenly things started blowing up, which is, is what TikTok does, um, which is so great. I'm so grateful. And the, the dating apps are a scam video was all about how we need to walk in with eyes wide open to these platforms, not that they're not to be used, mm -hmm. but that you need to use them and be 
in charge of them because what a dating app wants is for you to be that old woman at the Las Vegas casino with like a gallon bag full of quarters and like a big gulp like putting the quarters in the slot shit like pulling yeah. the thing like going for the triple cherry like they want you to be addicted to that platform so they make more money yeah. that's wild true. um so say you're like going out there like you're really determined to find someone would you suggest them starting on apps or suggest them like going out to a random coffee shop or like what's your first move as someone who's like getting back out there you need to define the essence-based preferences that you have so first like okay. go to a piece of paper write down all of your checklist items and then when you get to like personality traits values ask yourself a bunch of why questions like why do i want this what does this look like and then once you have that i think that people need to be a lot more themselves on their profiles like yeah. i think that people have this misconception generally that a cool girl profile is what's going to get them like more matches so mm -hmm. wittier like f like cuter and what i found in my um matchmaking and now in date coaching women is that the more you you can be the better your matches are going to be so the more you can say this is what i'm excited to find on this app i'm looking for a relationship the more you can say this is from my own experience yeah, I went to Gilmore Girls Fan Fest and it <laughs> was the best weekend of my life. <laughs> like amazing. I'm super I'm super weird, get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like the more you you can be the better. So then I recommend here are the boundaries I recommend for people. One dating app. Okay. I love that. I love that. So Okay, much. why? Why? And is there a dating app that is better for some people than others? Okay, so starting with the why is that dating apps are fundamentally exhausting to your nervous system. Yes. Because and your brain. <laughs> yep. Your brain yeah. can literally only handle so much information before it goes into cognitive overload. So when your brain is in cognitive overload, it has too many options. Maybe you just saw somebody who looks like your ex, you're triggered, you're feeling a lot of feelings, right? And then your brain, when it's in cognitive overload, the higher functioning literally shuts down. It's when you go to the, you, when you know when you're in cognitive overload, when you go to the grocery store and you look around and you're like, I don't know what I need or want. I can't make any more decisions today. That's how I feel when I walk in in Joanne Fabrics. Like the amount of anxiety that I get where I'm like, I, uh, it's like crazy. Like a Michaels or Joanne's makes yeah, me like break yeah, yeah. out. But, um, I love the, wait, wait I gotta say that's the grocery store for Lauren, which is why she does all her grocery shopping at CVS. Oh Yeah. <laughs> too much food anywhere is overwhelming, so I just get my milk, my creamer, and my coffee, which is the only thing I ever have stocked up in my house. Wait, Lauren, you should do grocery shopping. Oh, that is. wasn't with you, Naz. I thought that oh, we were with you when she talked about that. That was with Mora. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. so funny. Oh, okay. I've never grocery <laughs> shopped anywhere else. I get Lauren. That's my favorite Lauren okay, I can That's Okay, so different funny. dating apps for um, different people. That was actually yeah. the second question. Yeah. So wait, wait, oh. I just want to say real quick, I love that you just said that because I was very much like, I'm ready to get back out there. It's a NAS summer. Um, I'm on, I was, I ha I've had Raya, but I'm also like, I know I'm not going to meet my husband on there. So I made a conscious choice to actually change my Raya to I'm here just for friends. And I'm like, I actually would rather just meet people as friends. And then when I got more time, I downloaded Hinge and 
I started matching with, I had like one date set up. Right. And then I started matching with all these people and then people asked for your number. And I was like, Whoa, like, like one at a time, I I have a date already. Like, I don't need to keep swiping. Like I'll come back. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think people don't think to do that. And that's why people get burnt out from dating. And I'm like, what am I in a rush for? Let me like meet this guy But you're worried that they're going to go away. So you're like, oh, I got to get all these numbers or else these conversations are going to go away or I'm going to miss that swipe. And that could have been the one. I want to hop in here. I'm more worried about it being like, oh, maybe this guy isn't it. So let me have someone else set up. But I'm like, I don't have the lifestyle for this. I'm too busy. Yeah. Like I can't entertain texting between like five strangers. And I think that the, the, what your brain needs is the right answer for you. Nas, right? Like it's not about what one dating expert thinks you should be doing if that actively conflicts with what your brain needs. Like that's what where we get into like lack of self-trust in women's dating lives because they're looking to somebody else to solve the problem of their singleness, quote unquote. Yeah. Right? When actually you are the answer, you going into your love life knowing exactly what you want, trusting yourself and being courageous enough to ask for it out loud. And I think that one thing I'm really passionate about is talking about the numbers game myth and how the numbers game myth actually like is a patriarchal concept that is fundamentally wrong. (laughs) I think because like, if you think about this idea of like, keep going on dates or line up all the dates, like you never know who's going to bail, keep going, keep going. The advice is to actively exhaust yourself right? Like that it's to tire yourself out. Maybe you can't trust yourself. Maybe you, and I get wanting to have dates on the calendar and like dates on the calendar doesn't equal closer to finding your person. It's statistics. If they're not the right matches. So in terms of, so only one dating app, no notifications. Why? Answering that. Why? Because I think that that's also exhausting and leads to more anxiety unnecessarily. The right person is not going to be like miffed that you didn't answer for two days because you were on a fabulous Mm -hmm. shoot in Calabasas. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh Like they're going to be like, that's so cool that you are pursuing your career. That's so cool. Of course, I understand. I have a busy life too. Like let's, let's figure out what works for both of us. Right. So turn off those notifications. And then in terms of what dating apps, I think that I recommend Bumble or Hinge just because they're the ones I hate the least. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think that... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what qualities do those two have that you like over the others? So in terms of why I hate Hinge and Bumble the least is because they're pretty u- ubiquitous right? So you don't want to use like a niche dating site that's just trying to get off the ground. If you're, if you're, I recommend 20 minutes a day of swiping period. So because, yeah, it's like, why would I, why would you spend so much time and cognitively overload yourself? So 20 minutes ish seems to be for my hundreds of clients who's you, who've used this a pretty good time frame to not overload themselves and to move on with their day with like peace of mind, you know? So they're ubiquitous. They're not like niche. There are enough people on there to have a pool that you're looking for. This doesn't necessarily apply to like rural places or places in Europe. Like the rules are different, not in major cities in the US. So I'm just speaking to that. Um, And uh, I like Bumble because they have BFF. I've heard people finding great friends from BFF. I like 
Bumble and I think that we need to again walk in with eyes wide open. They are there's this great Bloomberg article from a couple of years ago that's like Bumble isn't a feminist app. It just is good at feminist marketing. And Do they still have the thing where the girls have to message first? Yeah. Okay. That's why I don't I don't love it in all cases because some people don't want to message first all the time. Mm-hmm. Um so I like Bumble because a lot of people use it and there's generally a good pool. Hinge, same thing. I like that there's like equal buy-in of like you can message somebody if you're a woman dating a man, they can message you first or you can message them first. Um and really like they're stealing from each other all the time. So they're kind of becoming the same kind of platform okay. as well. So yeah, and I like the um that Hinge has like prompts and stuff. But I am actually not on any cuz Raya for me, I told you guys is just for friends now. And I I like am not on apps like mentally in my head because I don't have any other ones on my phone and I actually don't believe I'm going to meet my person through an app. What are your thoughts on people who are just like Because it is, as a single woman today, especially in your 30s, right, where you're up against this body clock, it's like, it's always back and forth. I'm like, I'm not going to meet someone on an app. I don't subscribe to that. That's not good for my energy. I don't think that, you know, I I just don't think it's for me. I don't think I can fully, like, be me on it. Um, And, but then I'm like, oh, but my body Mm -hmm. clock's running out. Do I need to get, get back out there? This is, like, the easiest, quickest sort of fix. And this is what everyone's doing. Is this the only way I'm going to meet someone? I think is a question women at at my age often ask themselves. So what are your thoughts on that? On just not even, I think that, I think the latest available data on on like how many couples met on apps versus in person was like 30% of couples. And I think this data is from the Pew research center from like 2017. So like, I don't, I, there may be a more up-to-date study, so but um, I was going to say that's kind of remarkable that thirty percent of couples met on big. an app, and that like is so new. Like, it's, I think that's wild. Yeah, it's like well, it's it's when we look at what dating used to be, it's sort of like a dating app is um, a bar where like. Every- Every single person yeah. goes and you can sift through and like, you know, look through people. So it's, it's more access, yeah. you know, and Naz, I, I just want to point out that I hear your question beneath the surface might be like, do I get to trust myself and what I want? Because if the answer is like, your body is telling you, I'm not going to meet the person that I'm going to fall in love with on an app then why not trust that? Mm-hmm. It may change. Your 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 concept, your opinion of that may change next year. And yeah. why not trust yourself now and fully buy into, like, when I trust myself, I'm doing the right thing, period. Yeah, like I have, and I'm doing that. I have to honor that and I love it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not into this Can right I just now. say that it's been, a, it's been a while since I've been on an app or swiped on an app because I'm, I'm engaged. But um. I used to have so much fun on there. Like, that was, like, my downtime. Like, so I think for everyone, it's very different. Like, I would be like, oh, my God, let's see what's out there. Let's fuck around with some dudes. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's it awesome. It is so good for that. Yeah, when it's... I mean, dating can be very sport-like yeah, in that totally. way. totally. Like, like, racking up the numbers, seeing, like, what you can pull in. <laughs> yeah. well, how many... How many... Lily's like, this is that? bad tactic. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I don't want to poo-poo all the apps. Like, some people just go on there for fun. I think it's great for that. And it is really great for meeting people, too. It's like, and and Lily, why don't we talk about practicing? Because I think that that's also really important, too. Because you talked about 
getting to the core of your essence. I think it's important to get really specific. And a lot of us aren't, I'm getting there, but I'm definitely not there. I think I still definitely go on dates or want to date people that I'm like, but that's kind of not exactly what I want, you know? And I think sometimes we think, oh, well, maybe it would work or maybe I could change, which is also incorrect. What, um, oh, I hate when I talk so long. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time. Fuck, that's so annoying. It's so annoying. That's uh, a you said, story I don't get it. Lauren, what did you say? You said get really specific. Oh, oh, practicing. Practice. You said getting really specific. And I think there is something okay and great about, okay, I know I'm, this, I'm probably not going to marry this person, but they want to go out with me and they're interesting and they're a good conversation. And maybe I can practice and see what I like about this person to then just have yeah, this think it's about like, I love this question. And Lauren also want to validate like, yeah, fuck around. Have fuck fun. Around. Obviously you're engaged. So yeah. congrats. Uh, no more fucking around. <laughs> no more fucking around. Bummer. No, um, no, but like absolutely want to validate if people want to like just use them for fun, do it. I'm speaking to the people who like, they want to find a relationship. They want to do so pretty quickly, like with intention. And they want to feel amazing about themselves at every step of the journey. Um, so in terms of practicing, I think it's all about high quality experiments. So uh, there's, uh, this idea of a low quality experiment would just be going out with somebody because they're a warm body. Mm. A low quality experiment would be going out with somebody because you're feeling really depressed and anxious and you want to prove to yourself quote that what you want is possible or that somebody will want to be with you or like I did when I was dating and I found my toxic, that toxic relationship that I'm thank God out of and in a, in such a beautiful one now, but, um, I was dating to try to prove the story that I was too much wrong. Mm, Okay. Mm. Yeah. So like I grew up in the deep South in Alabama where like I saw a woman's worth was so deeply tied to her marital status. Yeah. Yeah. To a cisgender man. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was told at a young age, you're too bossy, too intense, too sensitive, too much of a leader, too, like, I was told by a loved one at age 12, like, you're too much. You're going to have a hard time finding a husband. I feel like we've all, yeah, yeah, I feel like everyone's heard that. I mean, yeah. Even you a little bit, Lauren, but mostly But mostly you and yeah. Yeah. And that story actively was why I got in terrible relationships. Cause like, I believed that for myself and I was like, you want to be with me? Great. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, you'll take what you can get just to prove to everyone. You're not a lot. And someone likes you. Yeah. yeah. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, 
The learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So if you feel like practicing, I just want everybody listening to like check that part of themselves. Like, is there any part of you who's trying to like prove that you're worthy enough? Because you're worthy enough right now. And uh, what you desire is completely valid and okay right now. You're whole right now. You don't need a partner to make you whole. So like check those stories at the door and then you can do high quality experiments of like what might be fun. If I have intrigue, then why don't I use that as the indicator to keep going instead of like, I'm for sure, like 100%, like nobody's 100% after a first date, really. So it's about looking for that intrigue and like playfulness and uh, running that high quality experiment. You can be more relaxed too. Like once you realize like, oh, I'm fine alone. Like this is purely, you know, for an experiment or like, yeah, I don't need this. Then you're not going to go and they're all nervous and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. And that having that openness and curiosity, I like that you use the word intrigue. That's really helpful. And I think it's also important. I think another nuance, I mean, there's so much nuance mm-hmm. in everything we're talking about, but um, I think another important thing that single women like me, face, I don't want to speak for everyone, but how I feel sometimes is like, do I, am I fixed enough to start dating? Like, you know, when you're sort of on like a healing journey, And you're like, wait, I got to still work on myself or I got to work through my attachment style. You know, everyone's like, we've done a podcast on attachment style. Do I need to work through this, you know, before I'm worthy enough to be with someone? I would love for you to like speak um, on that. Hell yes. Okay. So I talked to a client about this yesterday and I used this analogy that I, I love, which is about anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. I have struggled with depression in the past. Um, I used to think that my anxiety disqualified me from the right relationship. That's what I mean. Like, I think we can find reasons, right? Within ourselves, why someone wouldn't want to be with us. And I think that's a perfectionistic fantasy. This idea that I somehow need to be perfect in order to like catch a dick. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Quote that for the, let's call that the title of the episode. I have to be perfect to catch Catch a a dick. dick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I used to think. And I think the more therapy I did, the more coaching I did, the more I built my business and like built this practice of helping other women free themselves from these patriarchal perfectionistic standards of like, you have to be perfect. Your mental health has to be all in check. Like, obviously, if you scrape your knee... You need to be able to say, I need 
to get a Band-Aid for myself, let me go to the drugstore to go get a Band-Aid for myself. You're not going to be like to somebody you just start dating. Like, I scraped my knee. Mm -hmm. Fix it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think in anxiety world, it's like I can own that I struggle with anxiety. And when I'm having an anxious moment, the work for me is saying, hey, Chris, I'm feeling really anxious. I'm not making that your responsibility. And I would love a hug right now. Right? Like, I love I'm going to go to therapy and like talk to my therapist about this and I don't, I need a hug. So that both and of like, I still struggle with anxiety. It has not scared Chris away. In fact, I'm more human than I've ever been. And he's able to be more human than he's Mm -hmm. ever been because we allow that complexity. And it's like, once you've been fixed from past things, like there's always going to be more things popping up. So it's like, you're never going to be done. So it's like, you might as well just be imperfect to begin with. A hundred percent. And that person's always going to go through yeah. stuff too. And that's what I struggle with is I, I think sometimes I'll be like, well, maybe this guy would just find a girl that doesn't struggle with perfectionism or, you know what I mean? Like this kind of stuff. I think, I think, but yeah, I think a lot of people say that, like ask themselves that. And it's like, but then I see like a lot of my friends who are just really <laughs> fucked up and they're in great relationships. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, all my friends are kind of fucked yeah. up and everyone loves And them. everyone's in a relationship. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, so like, why wouldn't someone... Exactly. <laughs> See, you gotta relax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta relax, bro. I think there's Fucking this like, fall- this like mistaken idea that like, yeah, go ahead, Des. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, for the record, I am, I am eons from where I used to be, especially when we started this podcast. But I always think it's important for me to share as yeah. someone who is single and for the people that are single listening. Cause I do, I know that these thoughts come yeah. up for a lot of people. Absolutely. There's this idea. I mean, like Alabama, growing up in Alabama, I literally was like, Oh, women who are coupled are literally more valuable than women who are single. I know. And, and like, there's this hierarchy. So much fun. We really do have it so much better. No, such a great time. <laughs> <laughs> And I, for the record, I fucking, wait, this is such a good, good thing I want to talk to you about, Lily, because there's this thing where I, I had to tell myself where I'm like, I think I fucking love being single. And I think I had to pretend Mm -hmm. like I didn't, or I didn't know that I did. And do you have any advice to people on getting clear on that? Because that was really confusing because the messaging we get from movies, from our parents, parents. Um, yeah. from, from our parents, from our peers around us, you know, especially post pan post pandemic, you know, everyone's getting married now because they can. And I think, you know, what, what advice do you have to people on like, on getting clear on if they actually just fucking like yeah. being single <laughs> and they yes, don't have to buy a hundred percent. So I think that it's, it's thinking about what, God, so many things, right? (laughs) I want people to know what lights them up. If you are a single person, a single woman, and you want to figure out if you just want to be single or if you want to be dating or you want a relationship or you don't want a relationship, like I think that it's important to acknowledge that you get to be messy about Mm -hmm. this. Like not messy, like vomit over everything and like, you know, take care of yourself. And the vomit was like metaphorical. It yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, literal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I'm thinking like, get messy, you know, like you can always change your mind. There's nothing written in stone 
here. And so I want people to ask themselves, like, what would make me come alive in this season of my life? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, is it travel? Is it being around loved ones who like love you so fiercely? Is it going to therapy more? Look, there have been some months where I'm like, I need therapy twice a week, y'all. I, the, the, is it um, getting coaching from somebody who like inspires you? Is it like, the, a, aka not a plug for me, but like truly ask for what would light you up inside and go do that. And then if a relationship right now isn't on that list, then don't pursue one. Like period. And then if it is on the desire list, on the desire map, if you will, to quote like Danielle Laporte, it's like, then how can you give the gift to your future self of dating with intention right now? Yeah. If you do desire that. And it could just fall into your lap as you decide you don't want it. Yeah. And it could happen. Going on a hike alone for your own sake, like your own sake. And then there's a hot guy with like a German shepherd coming your way. And that's all. Thank you more, please. Thank you more, please. Thank you more, please. please. I saw the hottest guy in the hot tub at this hotel with a German shepherd. Ah, You're going to marry a guy with a German shepherd. He's so hot. But wait, I just want to add to what you were just saying, Lily, because I've been using what lights me up is because I'm really into human design and energy and like not depleting my energy on things that don't make sense for me. And um, I'm using that for everything, not just dating. I'm like, is this experience? Is this person? Is this party? Is this job going to light me up or feel expansive? Or do I feel like I have to shrink for it? You know, like, is this like a party that I'm going to walk into and feel like I have to shrink? And now I just say no to all of that. And it's amazing. It's like your life can literally change overnight when you just don't fucking say, when you just fucking That's say so no nice. to all that And stuff. also you can do that when you're single too, because you have a lot of things that you have to go to with a partner that you have to say yes to, and it shrinks you and it makes you feel yeah. stupid. Well, Lauren, just start saying no. I really have <laughs> said no a lot. <laughs> but that's good because you're honoring yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I... This this isn't correct for me. Like I'm not these these tools that we're talking about that all of you are your own expert on, like your own self trust. Right? It it's not just about how to find the man or find the woman or find the person. It's about how do you find and allow yourself to be in the best relationship of your life. Like that's what this is about. Love it. I want to get a little off topic for a second. Can we talk about the algorithms of these apps? Like, is there any science behind it, good and bad? I think that we um, are not at the point at which an algorithm can accurately determine um, who is a good match for you or not. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I I know from anecdotal experience and then literally at my in-person workshops that I do in New York, like... There are there have been people who work for Grinder and Tinder and Bumble who come and they they actually as participants are like yeah I know what's happening in the back room of that algorithm conversation well, and it's I I don't know enough about it to speak to it but I do think that some of the preferences are being matched like surface level stuff mm-hmm. age range location okay. do you know what I'm saying yeah. I don't th- and personality and match type and like what the essence is which really matters I don't think the algorithm can accurately match people based on those non uh, based on those soft skills right based yeah. on those soft um, assessments if you do buy more do they add more people closer to like your preferences or is it just a pick of the 
you know, random pick of the job. So similarly with matchmaking companies and dating apps, like sometimes buying more just means you're being in a pool of people who are also buying more. Mm. So like sometimes that upgrade and look so much nuance. So much I don't know about how the dating algorithms work. They also change every single day. Like TikTok change, changes its algorithm all the time. Same, same with apps, dating apps. So um, I know that when you purchase an upgrade, you are more likely to match with people who also purchased an upgrade. Yeah. And that may or may not mean that that person is right for you. It just means that like they paid money. And in matchmaking, people would say to me when I was matchmaking years ago, like, well, doesn't that mean if I'm being matched with men, if I'm a woman dating a man, doesn't that mean that men want a relationship more because they're paying more money? Yeah. And yeah. what I say to that is that like money doesn't necessarily, maybe they're paying more money because they have such weird specific standards that they don't want to be matched with anybody that doesn't meet like this six foot woman who is 115 pounds, who is a model, who is this, 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 and this, right? Like we need, I don't think that a man paying money to do a matchmaking service or do an app necessarily means that they are better for you, you know? Okay. Um, what I was just going to say slash ask was when I was on dating apps, I'd always say like, have a phone call or a FaceTime before you go because you can capture the essence a little bit more. So I was wondering if like speed dating, since you're actually just getting a five minute little essence vibe would be more like um, successful. I think speed dating can be super fun and like a high quality experiment when you're like feeling good and feeling juicy, yeah. full of full of yourself in the best way. Mm -hmm. Um Speed dating can be really fun. Um, going out and having your friend be a wing woman for you. Like there's so many creative ways to meet somebody. Um, and I think that's the overall point is like, if you can practice the thought, I'm open to creative solutions. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trapped with this dating app as the only tool. Right. Like I am actually the answer to finding what I want. Um, so I think dating apps can be a good tool when you use them with those boundaries that we were talking about. Um, I also have a great like exercise that I want everybody to do before they go into their next date. Okay. 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 Set a two minute timer before your next date, put on Lizzo or something that feels good for you. And then like set a two minute timer and write 20 reasons you love yourself. 20 oh. reasons in two minutes. Try. And you can like keep going if you run out of time or whatever, or you can only come up with 10 it helps you get grounded in like what you are bringing to the table, what yes. your essence is, what lights you up about yourself so that then you can go to the date and be grounded in who you are and what you bring to the table and then be curious about what they bring to the table and what they are proud of. I love this so much because, yeah, it's about I'm working with my coach about being like more impressionable instead of feeling like I have to impress that person it's like well what are they you know what are they doing that's going to impress me so i love that that's so good this has so been great. so fascinating like so i'm so grateful to talk to y'all i um, could implement implement it all but you know i'll pass like i'll pass it all date. on to my clients and i'm sure they'll love it <laughs> well no but even you saying to get creative yeah. like it lit yeah. me up and i'm like oh my god that's so fun i should have i should go out and like have a friend be my wing so woman. Funny. Like I don't think I've ever intentionally gone out and been like, this right. is what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? For you. 
That sounds oh God, so, so fun, fun right? So fun. Okay, so I want y'all, before you do this, Naz, uh, there's an episode of my podcast, The Date Brazen Podcast. Okay. Episode 89 is how the hell to meet somebody in person. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Wait, so can we simple, do a yet so complicated. Just on, just on in-person dating. So, okay, number one, know your essence-based preferences. Number two, then literally share your essence-based preferences with your friends who want to be your wing woman. Okay, okay have a conversation. And coupled friends who, who are listening, you are not allowed to say that your friend wants too much. You're not allowed to. Okay. Oh, of course not. <laughs> yeah, fuck that because you have everything you want. Yeah. Okay. And then it's about defining like a qualifying, disqualifying question. So like what question could you ask somebody? Let's say, Naz, for you, like a man at a bar, if you are looking for somebody deep in their joy, could you ask somebody like what's bringing you the most joy lately? Mm. Or could you have Ashley or Lauren ask them, so what's bringing you the most joy lately? Like that qualifying disqualifying question to get to whether or not that person has the essence that you want. Lily, this is amazing. Can you give us one more qualifying disqualifying question? <laughs> yes. Okay. It depends okay. on what preference you want to gauge. I, I want I want a guy who's like conscious and like what does that mean to like, you? Who's tapped into the healing journey like I am and like want yeah. constantly better themselves, just like how are you how are you caring for yourself lately? I mean, I know that's a question things. for him. No, that's the question. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Love. Yeah. How are you caring for yourself lately? How are you really like amidst everything going on in the world? Like what does self-care look like for you? Oh my God. I what does. That. Yeah. So asking a qualifying disqualifying question and empowering your friend who wants to help you with like, what is your qualifying disqualifying question? So they can ask people when they're out and about. Yeah. For you. And then the episode will take you through like how you can have your friends like introduce you to somebody like episode 89 of the Date Brazen podcast. Fascinating. I can't wait to hear it. We have loved having you on. Where can people find you, your podcast, everything? You're amazing, Lily. Thank you so much. I loved talking to y'all. You're incredible, brilliant women. And I'm lucky to, I'm so honored to be here datebrazen.com d-a-t-e-b-r-a-z-e-n.com my tiktok and instagram are at datebrazen amazing thank you lily well thanks lily i can't wait to play lizzo and write down reasons why i love 20 and two baby 20 and two (laughs) all right bye Bye. Bye. thank you so much bye If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.